Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. I'm so happy that you're on with me today. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. Um, Okay, so I know we've kind of, you know, we've had a chance to travel a lot together and, you know, we get to see a lot of things on the road, how people are, how people operate, what people do, what people do not do. (laughs) And so we've, we've had a chance to like, you know, discuss a lot of things between you and me and with people with stepping out of your comfort zone, doing things, um, maybe you didn't see yourself doing or, you know, I'll get into a funny story here in a minute, but like looking back and saying, oh, well, that's something I would say in a roundabout way, but now I'm stepping into doing it. You know, whether it's something you like, um, something you've taught yourself. Uh, I think you're probably the best for the subject because everything you do today has been self-taught. That's true. Because (laughs) you did go to Bible school. (laughs) Well, I did learn the Bible. I'm not laughing because you went to Bible school. I'm laughing because it was like in kid education, right? What was it? Christian education for children. Christian education for children. And are you currently working with children? You know, (laughs) (laughs) depends on how you define children. No, I'm not doing anything. I'm not running the kids ministry at Miracle Word Church. I'm not doing anything like that. So that what what year what year was um Bible school for you? Long time ago. (laughs) Just like. Out of memory. Um, Almost 20 years ago. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's how Mm -hmm. much time has flown by? Mm -hmm. Yep. Very old. Wow. No, you're not old. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I mean by it. It just goes to show you how fast. So this is great because you'll have a lot of people that are working. Because I think a a lot of things people want to be able to do on their own, maybe from home. Maybe there's like, you know, stay at home moms that are like, I do need to make an income. I, there are things that, or or there's a passion that I want to do. I don't even know where to begin. I really think people don't start a lot of things because I feel like they think it's a, it's bigger, right? You think that's something like it's bigger than it is. Like Mm -hmm. I want to do a podcast, but I mean, that's, they'll see a set like this and be like, I can't just do a podcast. I can't afford those mics or I don't have that setup, or my house doesn't look, you know, like that, or I don't have the furniture I want or whatever. I mean, but I, I, <laughs> I started my podcast in my closet. I actually, my first podcast, remember my rental house I over? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was in the guest room and I was, <laughs> cause it was the only carpeted room we had. Everything was tile and you know, podcast, you want to be like the sound. Yeah. yeah. The sound. So I actually was on my knees <laughs> on the floor, almost like in fetal position, reading my notebook that was on the carpet. So if you picture that and anyone who's listened to my nonstop mom podcast, that was me. And that, that's how I started out because I actually didn't want to do that because doing this was never, was never a thing. It's, it's, it, I think in every area of life, you have to step out into what God's asked you to do, whether it's comfortable or not, right? Because you've been, done a lot of things that probably haven't been comfortable totally. over the years. Like recording like a video podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> we are still working through some new things. <laughs> We're still working through it. Okay. So you did Bible school and you did, 
uh, for Christian education for children. And then what took a turn? You nannied. So that was, you know, you were able to be, have that. And you've, you've always loved kids. It's not that you don't like kids. Yeah. I've seen it in real action. You love my kids. Mm-hmm. No, I, I always wanted to be, I always saw myself being some sort of teacher or in like the child psychology realm. I really liked psychology uh, classes in school. But um, when I went to Bible school, uh, everyone majored in biblical theology, but then you chose your minor. And so um, back then it was Zion and they offered Christian education for children, um, which is basically your children's ministry, uh, being a missionary, uh, pastoral music. So you're like kind of your basic ministry department heads. And I really didn't feel like I fit exactly in a certain one. I just knew I was supposed to go there. And so... um, I went with the Christian education realm thinking that that kind of gave me some more options. So whether it was going to be being in a children's pastor position or whether it was going to be more uh, secular and more of the child psychology route, I couldn't really decide. I was really interested in um, counseling and things like that. So I was looking at going in that realm. And I think back and it's a story I tell often because back when I was in college, it was so long ago that the internet isn't even what it is today. No. So, I mean, like I remember, uh, I remember like MySpace came out when I was in school, <laughs> like, and that was all brand new. So everything that I do now didn't even really exist back then. So um, I look back and it, obviously, you know, I knew I was supposed to go to Zion, um, but I look back and it was really like the people that I met, the connections that I met um, and kind of set myself as a foundation. And so when I graduated Bible school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do still. And so I I did some work at a local church, uh, my home church, um, and I got involved in the children's ministry. I got involved in things like that. I started to take a master's course online. Oh. So I was actually almost finished. I had one more semester to go to have my master's in pastoral counseling because um, I've always liked school. I liked learning. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, and around this time, Facebook was kind of new for businesses. And so I started seeing a lot of family photographers kind of share their work online. So it was kind of just a different, oh, I've never really seen family photos like this. So I was working as a uh, full-time live-in nanny at the time, kind of still didn't really know what I wanted to do uh, full-time. And I started seeing a lot of uh, family photographers share their work on Facebook. It's kind of Facebook was kind of in that new place where people were starting business pages. And so you could kind of see what people were doing. And I just started following a couple photographers and the whole idea of owning my own business and doing photography, I just fell in love with the idea. It was like all I could think about. And I was working full time. Um, as a live-in nanny and I would spend all my spare time learning everything that I could, um, you know, learning how to, you know, I need a website. How do I get a website? Like all of those things that come with, okay, I I really want to do this. Uh, I just had to learn it on my own. And so it was, it was a passion for sure, because it didn't matter how many hours I worked during the day. I was up at night watching, you know, videos I could find any kind of free training online, anything that I could find, Uh, reaching out, finding local groups. Um, And so that's kind of where I started to kind of find my passion in not just the photography world, but just the business side of of things. Um, So that's kind of how I got kind of the shift started. Did you... 
Did you know photography before you started photography? Like, did you kind of? I took a, as an art elective in high school. Kind of play around with cameras at all, or was that like? Yeah, I didn't do anything. I didn't. I wasn't on the yearbook or anything like that at school. Um, it had been since high school, so I took a film photography as my art elective um, in high school, and so I had to completely relearn photography. Um, it's interesting because I started on you know thirty five millimeter film back then, and then I had to learn this new digital way of taking photos with an SLR camera. Um, and so I had to reteach myself how to even do photography. Oh, um, so you started off when the digital cameras weren't even around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I had to like kind of read just everything that was different. I'm not gonna and lie, I kind of miss the film cameras. I thought they were fun. Well, it was interesting. You take well, them into it, Walgreens, and you just get your print. And you have a whole box of them now. <laughs> I don't know what to do with them. But yeah, I think it's just fun to kind of go through them and look at them. And oh, yeah, it's totally it, it's different. Um, and I later in later years incorporated um, film back into my business um, for that reason, that it's just a different look and a different um, kind of like a lost art. Uh, so I really like enjoy, enjoy doing that for for part of my business, but yeah. it is fun seeing what the film. Well, my film like. cameras were not like your film cameras. Mine were like the throwaway. You click and you know, not talking about the you same go thing. away. <laughs> no. <laughs> we actually had um, those at our wedding. We had them all at the table, so people oh, yeah. took pictures, mm -hmm. and then we got them developed. And they were just a. We spent a lot of money on bad pictures. You know, it was kind of like we wanted to see what people were going to get. Kind yes, of popular bad idea. idea back then. <laughs> Might have been popular. Nobody said it was a good idea. <laughs> reminds me of the friend. Not everything that's <laughs> popular is a good idea. No, it's the theory. In theory, it's a good idea yeah. to get pictures that your photographer. But I mean, that's what get. we grew up on was the film. So I, I like that. But then obviously, digital has its pros. A lot of pros. Absolutely. I, there's no way that I think about that often of how many pictures. I take in a ministry service, like if that had to be on film, not knowing if I got the shot, all that stuff. So it definitely has changed. But that photography really kind of opened my, my love for it. And then finding out that, oh, I really like this business thing. I really like the websites and, and that sort of the business side of it. I have a lot of friends that are photographers that are solely for the art of it and they could care less about the business side. They just do the bare minimum. Um, and I'm kind of on the other side. I like photography, but I really like the business side of it and the back end and how it's built and, um, you know, which are skills that I use today. So yeah. obviously that passion came for a reason. Well, you have, a, you have a good mind for it, you know, because pastor Ted's always like Tiffany is systems. Tiffany is business minded. Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany. So that's, that's kind of, um, where you, when you came into Miracle Word Ministry, it was, um, it did start with pictures, mm -hmm. but then I would say you kind of got thrown into <laughs> a lot of other things. Yeah. And, but it was all still under the same umbrella, mm -hmm. same like admin business structure of that back end. Right, yeah. wouldn't you say? Yeah, and it really came from a part of, I want to be, I know that I'm supposed to be in ministry. I just had never really defined what that role would look like. Right. Um, I think everyone has one mindset of ministry. Yeah. Platform. Absolutely. Period. That's it. Yeah. Like nobody realizes that that, it, to me, is a small part to actually ministry. Not 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 a not a part that shouldn't be looked at as a big thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Not it's a big deal. But I mean there's so many other moving parts there is in a, a ministry. And to be honest, I feel like ministry in itself 
is run like a business and should be. And I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of churches and different things, um, why we've been able to see so many that were like, oh my gosh, is <laughs> because they don't have that mindset that, that like, listen, I have to run it like this, yeah. right? I mean, I would say that's a downfall that we've seen a lot on the road. Yeah. And just the, um, and I know it's like a a delicate subject because obviously us saying that ministry needs to be run similar to a business, we're not, you know, negating the anointing and the purpose, you know, being spirit led um, in the things that we do, but you still have to have systems and structure if you're going to grow just like any organization. And so favorite word, my favorite word systems Systems are my favorite, (laughs) (laughs) but okay. So you've, you, you did photography, you Mm -hmm. learned how to do websites, you learned how to do, then you started in ministry. And then of course you've learned I mean, like I can't even begin to list everything between TV and all the things that fall under the word media. Yes. Um, between everything, broadcast, sound, anything inside of a computer. I mean, you've stretched your brain to learn a lot of these things. Yeah. Things that I never would have even attempted to even learn. Like they weren't even on my like, oh, someday I'm going to you know, right. do this or that. Um I always, it was interesting because I would do ministry photography for different ministries and I never really knew what else I could do to help until I was like in the situation where it was like, okay, well, in order to solve a problem, they needed this or, and I'd I'd know how to do that from like, oh, well, when I did it for my business, I, you know, I'm familiar with this company or this software. Um, And so I kind of just like slowly started kind of suggesting things here and there and then kind of realizing, oh, I actually know how to do a lot of what's needed to run a ministry. Um, but one of the things that I learned um, very quickly uh, working <laughs> for Pastor Ted is that he's very big on, if you don't know how to do it, like remembering that the Holy Spirit is your teacher and you can learn anything. And anyone who follows him knows that, you know, he's big on, if you can learn anything. He doesn't let that, he's self-taught in everything that he does. He is. And so it kind of has set the standard, you know, for like, well, if he can do it, you know, cause that's his standard. Well, I didn't know how to do it, but I learned how to do it. So it's kind of the standard that's been set uh, for the team. And so, which you know, I think everyone has been in that place. Yes. I could honestly say mm-hmm. every single person that works with Miracle Word has been self-taught yes. in the department that they're in. Nobody went to school for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Nobody's come in and was like, oh, you know, I've, I've, I ran this business somewhere else as far as that, you know, yeah. size or potential. And, or I did this somewhere along the lines. It was always just little things along the way that they either, you know, there's things that I've learned that I implement in the ministry that I learned when I worked at the law firm. Mm-hmm. Obviously I wasn't going to be at a law firm working as a real estate paralegal forever, but that's what we did when I first got married, you know, make an income while, um, pastor Ted was at his uncle's church. So I think there's little things that we've all implemented at our previous, you know, jobs and education. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the detailed things that everyone knows has been self-taught. Yeah. It's been presented as this is what I want to do coming from leadership. And then it was, okay, well then we need to figure out how, how to do that, you know? And so it's kind of, it's built a culture of like, we, you know, we're, we're self-learners, like we're self-motivated. Okay, this is what the new project is. You know, okay, we're gonna launch a church. So we're gonna figure out how to launch a church. You know, there, there's things that like we didn't know. I remember moving down here um, 
in 2020 and no one else from the team lived here yet. Like now we all are here. Um, but at the time I was the only one and I was still just kind of helping out part time, photographing meetings here and there. And that was the same season that the Lord gave us the television studio. And I remember Pastor Ted saying, I want you to come in and be like my director. And I was like, what? I was like, okay. I was like, we're not on the same page. That's, that's not what I do. <laughs> and so, and I had to like, or like setting up this studio and learning. I didn't know anything about anything. I'm not a technical person, even with my own camera. So I've had to really, uh, just the setup. Like I constantly look around the studio <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my goodness. I remember when this was brand new and I had to learn where things go. Yeah. And, um, and so I look back and said that <laughs> it was like the back table, the broadcast table and lights. That's all like, this room was. Yeah. And it was, bit. that was a lot. That was, a I lot remember when me. he was like, uh, you're going to do broadcast when I'm not around. And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Great idea. No. So we don't really get a chance to no. bow out here. No. <laughs> it's like, no, we're going to learn how to do it. God's going to help our minds. And obviously if we have the mind of Christ, yeah. Then we, I think it's just, we talk ourselves out of feeling like I, I'm, I don't know how to do that or right. I'm not smart enough to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think people have been so ingrained with education that if you didn't go to school for that particular thing, then they bow out. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. well, I didn't go to school for business, so I can't do something like that. Or I didn't go to school in media, like I, how could I learn to do some of this, you know, yeah. such intricate things, like you said, mm -hmm. run the TV studio and do things like that. And I think people bow out of, you know, what the mind of Christ really is able to let us do anything that he wants us to do and not, you know, say, Hey, here's a cop out. You didn't do this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you did, uh, you started with us and then you've learned all these other things. And I know along the way, we've talked about how, you know, we meet a lot of people that have all these great ideas, right? Yes. They're like visionaries and they, they're they like legit ideas. Mm -hmm. Like we're like, man, that, that would great be really ideas. good. Mm -hmm. Or they say, I'm working on this or I'm doing this. And then what happens? Do we ever, do we ever see it? That's another thing that people get stuck in. Why do you think, like from your thoughts and maybe stuff you've experienced, why do you think these people never step out? I think it's a lot of things. I think one thing I've noticed is that, and I even had to kind of change a lot of my own mindsets from how I grew up and teaching I've heard is that there's this whole idea, like we've, the church as a whole has been taught inactivity. Like it's God's going to do it. You know, right. this whole concept and it, it's kind of like taken a truth, but made it so that like, there's no responsibility on our end as far as like, well, he's called me to do it. So he's just going to make it all happen. But there's a, a work that you're called to do. Like it takes, you know, God uses people. And so when you get stuck right. in this idea of, um, you know, believing that I don't have to do anything, God's going to drop it all in my lap. He's going to drop all these opportunities. Like, you know, you can look at a ministry like Miracle Word that has grown so much in the last couple of years, but it's taken a lot of hard work. We've taken a lot of, we've listened to what the Lord has wanted us to do. And then we've learned how to do those things so that we could be ready um, when that opportunity came. And so I think that's definitely a big one is people thinking that, you know, God's going to do it all and there's nothing required of them. Right. Um, one of my favorite uh quotes from Bishop David Oyedepo on, it's in one of his books on vision. He talks about how, 
if you think about the law of nature, how like everything is at a state of rest until a force of motion is applied to it. And that's kind of the same thing. Like if you think about it for your vision, um, whether it's your own vision or, you know, you're someone like me who's serving on a team, we're serving the vision. Um, until that force of motion is applied to it, you're just gonna stay in the same place. So I can see something great all day long. I can be like, I see myself doing this. I see myself, you know, I wanna I wanna write a book. I wanna do a podcast. I wanna start a small group or all these things you can see yourself doing. I wanna launch a business. I wanna step out. I wanna do this. But until you decide to it's do good. something, um, it's, it's just gonna remain something that you always said and never anything that you it's did. It's just always gonna be your thoughts. Yeah, and so, and I have a lot of conversations where, I just, man, I was like, I wish you would just step out and do that. And yeah. I think that people get stuck. Like you said, kind of in the beginning, you know, everyone talks about where they started, but when people are in that position, that's the first thing that they go to is like, well, I don't have this, this, and this, and things aren't perfect yet. Right. And um, even, it, I think it can happen subconsciously. I don't think everybody's sitting around being like, I'm not going to start this until things are perfect. Right. But subconsciously you are just waiting for what, what are you waiting for? Right. You know? And, and if you ask people that a lot of times it is something as silly as, well, I don't really have, you know, the setup that I want or all these things, but there's a power in just getting started yeah. that will snowball the rest and, right. and you'll learn more and you'll, you know, there's a lot of things that I started that I'm really glad that I didn't go full force into until I, you know, I started small. I learned right. more. I learned, okay, actually, I thought it was going to look like this, but now I see that I want it to look like this. And so it can be beneficial to start small. Um, you know, we didn't have the television studio to start. Pastor Ted used to go live from, you know, that office room in your house and yeah. the, dining room. My living room <laughs> the dining room at, at the rental house. house. People would come into our house and there would just be a TV camera set up looking at them as they walked in the front door. And I was like, well, this is interesting. <laughs> you know, those are the things people don't see. Yeah. He would take over the living room and do the morning broadcast. I would literally sit on the floor in my master bathroom with school books with the kids. Yeah. But, to make it work. but I knew that that was something the Lord said, hey, start. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. starting is a big deal. Like the Lord notices he's not waiting yeah. for you. He's saying, do it now. What, what, I mean that it just goes to show you how it approved with the church. Yeah. Like, you know, mobile was never a thing we said we would do. We actually, it was on our list to not be mobile. Yeah. But when the opportunity arose mm -hmm. and we said, okay, Lord. And he said, you just going to get started or like, what is it? Does it have to be what, like you said, what, I see what this, what the natural self sees, but then once, and we couldn't get anyone to work with us, but once we said yes, just to start, then we were able to find a building. Yeah. Now it's getting ready to go under construction. You know what I mean? So like wh what, what's happening in one year, I, I was telling someone the other day from church, they asked how the, the, um, the new building was going. And I said, you know, so much in our ministry has grown since 2020. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that, like that was the year 2020, we didn't look at each other and say, Oh, in three years we'll be, you know, four months into a church. Didn't Crazy. see not at all. No, no, no blip nope. on the radar. Nope. <laughs> not nope. that we weren't always saying yes to what God asked us to do. It just, that was not on the radar at the mm -hmm. time. And, um, so when someone said, well, how is it going? It seems like it's taking a long time. I said, actually, 
let me kind of give you an overview that it hasn't taken a long time. Where we were in 2020, now here we are in the summer of 2023. Now we have this many employees. Now we have two offices at the TV studio. Now we're, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's mind blowing actually when I stopped the other day to talk to Pastor Chet about it and be like, I mean like, look what, <laughs> look what <laughs> I was telling him. I was like, um, yeah. In 2020, I think our expenses every month were like $6,000 for the ministry. I was like, and here was what they are now monthly. And it just goes to show you yeah. the increase that God has when you just stepped out and say, listen, it's not really necessarily how I envisioned it, but you wanted, you're giving us the green light. Now look what it, what's happening and, and that's what I was telling the person was like, you know, it may seem slow on your end right now because you're just kind of coming into it and you're seeing, oh, well, the plans are taking forever. And this is when are you guys going to knock the walls down and this and that? And I said, actually, uh, January was when we decided during the fast, like brought everybody together in a group and was like, hey, church is starting March 26th. So I said, actually, it's it's been really fast this year. It has been really fast. <laughs> so Yeah. I can't so, remember which number it was, but Pastor Ted had, something, had said something like it was only our, you know, such and such number of Sundays. And I was like, it really has only been like right. so many. It just, you know, when you're in it, you just sure run with it. And so time goes by. So and we so had bad. the ministry we started in, in 2010. And one of the main things I always tell people with stepping out and doing, you know, something that they want to start and do, whether it be business, ministry, is is to do it. Yeah. Just do it. Because um, I've had that feeling before. Mm -hmm. Ted and I have had that feeling where we were slow on the draw. And it is literally the worst feeling ever. To the point where I remember it, where you don't want it anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and we were like, never again. So, you know, I know you, I mean, you understand you've been, been around for a while, but you know, we get joked like, oh my gosh, you guys move so fast. Or, you know, he wakes up with an idea and comes in and the first time you hear about it is in the morning. So, I mean, like, but we're all kind of accustomed to that now because, but that's just from that feeling is like. God said, listen, do this, start this. And that's one feedback I've had from a lot of people is like, man, you guys like talk about something one minute at dinner and then the next week it's posted. It's up. You've started it. You've, I don't know, rented a place. You've launched it. You've, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I said, well, I, I don't, I don't work that way. I don't want the Lord to pass us by and be like, well, I've asked them to do something, whether it be personal in our lives, yeah. whether it be ministry uh, and be like, I, I asked them to do that. They, I, I'm just going to get somebody else. Like that thought to me is, is, is a gut punch to be like, the Lord's going to be like, I've got work to do. Yeah. If you're not going to do it, someone else is going to do it. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't, I, that thought alone like, is like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Absolutely. That feeling of regret. You know, there and there is, there's like, there's an anointing. Like when the Lord gives you something, an idea, there's like an anointing to move on it quickly. Like yes, even the ability to get it done that with like an acceleration there, like no matter like what kind of project I've always found that, you know, whether it's, if it takes too long, it might take you, um, it might give you the ability to kind of like be too logical about it and you can kind of yes. talk yourself out of it, you yep. know, in the same way. I mean, it's a similar to like, you know, God telling you, I want you to sew this amount. And then you're like, okay, well I will, you know, when I get home or something like that. And sometimes when you wait, you can really talk yourself out of, and then you miss like that, that opportunity to, to obey quickly. Um, 
and kind of Pastor Ted always talks about that delayed obedience is still disobedience. And so it's it works the same way when you go to launch things. And there's been things where I wanted to start something sooner and I waited. And so th- there is a regret and things are not as easy as they could have been had I just quickly been like, I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I'll figure it out. And we'll, you know, sometimes you do, you you can miss that that grace period that's going to help you get it done yeah. as efficiently as possible. So besides, you know, we've kind of talked about how our thoughts and you even said subconsciously can kind of keep us from stepping out and moving yeah. forward. Another big one I would say is comparison. And everybody's dealt with it. Everybody has gotten into that. I mean, I married into a family where everybody is in ministry. Everybody. And I didn't come from a ministry family. Came from a church family. Always gone to church, you know. But not like ministry, five-fold ministry, behind the scenes, anything like that, platform ministry. Um, And so I will say it was overwhelming. Like I had to literally find myself and be like, Lord, what, where's my place? What's my purpose? Um, I, I think we forget to ask the Lord that. I think we look towards what degree do I have? Where'd I get my education from? Where does my mom want me to go? Where does my grandmother say to go? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, where, what is it that um, I'm supposed to be doing instead of asking, hey, who, where's my identity in Christ? What's my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? Because I would, I would do that when I had to step out to do the podcast or... Anything I'm doing now, speaking, holding events, doing whatever, it'd be like, oh, well, there's other there's other Shuttlesworth. There's other people. You have friends that are, are, are women preachers. Just, you know, support them. Do that. And I had to realize, like, out of my comfort zone, um, I know that this is what God has for me. You know, uh, another wonderful thing Ted has said to me is um, when I went to start out the podcast, he was like, you realize there's, like, billions of people in the world right and I'd be like yeah and he's like those people that you're thinking of that have a podcast or have a ministry or have this they're not speaking to every person in the world there's people that are going to be attracted to what you have to say your passion your voice you know and then you have to just do what God's asked you to do and I was like hmm yeah you're right (laughs) we're always right we're always right yeah even in just the um you know, I think we think about, I have to remind myself of this often, like we think about ourselves way more often than other people are thinking about ourselves. So we go through this list of like, well, I'm not going to launch a podcast because so-and-so has one and they're going to think that I'm launching it just because like, you know, they launched it and we go through this whole thing. People do not care. People see things. I see things all the time and not once have I ever thought like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that like, you know, she's doing that. Did you see that like so-and-so like, yeah, to I be don't. Honest, I've never thought I that either. Things, when and you, I think when you say it like that, like you don't, you don't think like that. Mm-mm. Like we think that people are doing nothing but sitting on their phones, like waiting for us to like, you know, <laughs> mess up or waiting for us to like, oh my gosh, she stepped out and like, is people don't. I, I look at what people are doing and I'm like, that's awesome. I look at what people are doing, launching am, yeah. churches, launching podcasts, writing books, uh, starting, you know, starting different events or starting, you know, conferences. And I think that's great. Like I, I there's not once, I, I think that we get stuck thinking that people are thinking about us way more often than, than right. people actually are. Um, and, and if people are like that, then, you know, they, they can go pound sand. <laughs> who needs, I was who needs people like that anyway? Like, what you're going to say. It's like, how is she going to present this? Uh, very, 
She's from Florida now. She's going to go pound sand. Pound sand. <laughs> um, you know, because it's just, you know, who cares? If, if they're thinking that, then that's on them. Like, especially in ministry. Like, I know business is a different world and you still have to deal with comparison in a different way. And right. there's a healthy comparison and a healthy competition. Like, when you're building sure. a business to do something that other businesses aren't offering. But with ministries, we all have the same goal. We are all trying to do the same thing. So the more people that have a podcast out talking to people about how they got delivered from something or how they used to be a victim and now they're not, or this is what I've learned from the word of God, how is one more podcast a bad thing? Like it's, it's so I think that um, we, we overthink it and, and that holds us back a lot thinking that, you know, so-and-so is going to be like, who are you to you know, do this or do that. I mean, I've had to deal with that. I've had to be like, well, I'm not, who am I to have a platform for this or, or launch that? But it, it's just self thoughts and you have to just like cast them down. If the Lord's put that passion in you to right. do it, then, you know, be one of the people that's not still talking about it next year when I see you and we're having a conversation and we're like, we're still thinking I about it. We're still know. thinking about that idea. And it's like, you know, I think of how much. And they're know, not hard ideas. no. It's not, like not in 2023. Not hard no, ideas. they're not hard ideas. Mm -hmm. And like you said, there's a YouTube video for that. For there's everything. a this. You don't have to wait on anybody. You don't have to learn. You know, I need somebody to plug this in for me. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, you can learn it. And even, you know, people get stuck. And and even if you are, even if you're a person where it's like, man, I'm just not good at the tech stuff. I don't you know, you can outsource it. You can have somebody right. help you. There are plenty of people that love to do that kind of thing. And so I'm first and foremost for the whole like, you know, get beyond that, be a tech person. It's not, you know, you can learn it, um, but there's other options and it just, you know, people, everyone's gonna speak and share things from a different perspective and your right. life experience makes your message different. And that's why God asked you to share it in the way that only you're going to be able to share. And I'm gonna reach people that are gonna, you know, react to my story and my life experiences differently than somebody yeah. else. And so, um, you know, there, there can't be too many voices when it comes to no. to, to, to what we which, do. Which is funny to say, because if he's called us and he's and he's chosen us and he's using all of us and for a purpose, then there aren't too many voices. Yeah. Like we're all really as Christians, his mouthpiece anyway, being made in the image and likeness of God. And that's who we are. Yeah. We're his mouthpiece. And so he like you said, it's just a different story, mm -hmm. uh, a different tone, a different way you do it a different you know and so like all the people out there in the world will be attracted to that whether it's ministry whether it's business whatever you're starting so I'm sure um we we're, we have a lot of people that are listening that want to start something mm -hmm. or haven't or have been the person that's like well I said this three years ago that I'm gonna do this yeah. what would you encourage them being in that position what would you like say to somebody like that, that's like, okay, I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's exciting. And I think that, um, you know, like with anything big, you have to just break it down into like, you know, cause we could look at, and I think that's, you know, how we were talking earlier about how so much has happened in a small amount of time. And we never even saw ourselves like, I can't even believe everything we're doing now. I didn't even think we would be doing that six months ago. But sometimes I think that you know, God doesn't show us everything because we yeah. would be like, no, I you know, we would, we would be too quick to say no overwhelming. Right. Absolutely. Like you're like, uh, yeah. no, sorry. I didn't. Mm -hmm. That's too much pressure. That's too much, you know? And, and then also everything we step out and do and have to 
to go by the leading of his voice for anything. Business, ministry takes faith. Mm -hmm. And so you can't have all the puzzle pieces. That's not faith. To see everything in advance, to know how it's going to land, to know how it's going to be, to see everything is not faith. It does not. There's no prompting. There's no stepping out to his voice if you see everything. It's just like, okay, like you sit in this chair. It's going to hold me. It's great. We put the screws together. No big deal. But I mean, every, and he wants to give us all good things. So if we have to, you know, take that step of faith to get, you know, how do I make my business bigger? How do I step out and do that? How do I get started? I want to, I want to be a stay at home mom. I want to, we have lots of moms that want to homeschool nowadays, but they also are like, Hey, I I really could use that income. What's something I can do part-time from home. There's so much you can do from home. It's just, I find people aren't motivated and there's a reason Proverbs says you don't work you don't eat it's a very wise book of the bible (laughs) it is and so we have to be this generation the world knows what it's doing as far as teaching this generation not to be that self-taught person yeah because it's very depend on me depend on the government depend on depend on depend on and we're and that's one thing I don't want to teach my children and then you see you see that Maddie's not that way and that's like how Mm -hmm. we're doing Brooklyn and doing Teddy like you she wanted to start businesses all the time I mean she's done everything you can think of she's made snow cones at the side of the street she's done car washes she'll set up a table with magazines so people can read whether I mean she's done every business you can think of it's because and I'm like do it I don't care Mm -hmm. I don't care if you sell no if you sell no lemonade today the whole point was you had an idea you pursued it you went out and did it and now it's ingrained in her and she is completely self-taught, as you saw she last is. night with the movie for 15 yes. minutes long. She's very talented. I think to myself all the time how lucky we are that she gets to be <laughs> on our media team because the girl <laughs> is my rock. But I mean, and that's how she's become in, in school. And it's just like, I, I'm going to be a person that's not going to wait. Yeah. I think that's what we have to learn to be as go-getters is not wait, not wait for a job opportunity to come along, not wait for the next ad in, well, it's not really, do people still get the paper? I don't know. The paper, the online newspaper, the classifieds (laughs) as a job or wait for, you know, what's this? It's more like, all right, Lord, what is something you can give to me? There was a really cool story that, um, Nancy Dufresne told once in one of her podcasts about this lady who wanted to sew a certain amount of money, but she didn't have the money. And so, like you said, she could have put in that person that's like what a lot of people are. I want to do it, don't have it, and then that's it. Mm -hmm. But she said to the Lord, I want to give this amount of money. Can you give me an idea where I can make money? So that's, I I mean, to me, that's how it would be normal to do. But like a lot of people think the way you said, we just say, yay, it's coming. It's true. And People think just it's just going to like, like fall from the, the sky tea. where it's like, oh, well, that's nice. Like I want to, you know, he's asking you know, for people to give a thousand dollars, but I don't have a thousand dollars. And then that's it. They've just capped themselves right. at, well, you know, maybe another day in life. Yeah. And so this lady said, Lord, I want to, I want to complete my vow to you. And so long story short, God gave her an idea to make these certain types of hair bows for kids. She did like a outdoor 
set up pop-up thing mm -hmm. somewhere. Some lady to this company came by, loved them, and ordered like some crazy amount. Well, she ended up like getting millions because then her business went to like with this lady and then it went into this store. So, you know, then she obviously was able to give her offering that she vowed. But that's what I loved about that story was she could apply that to anything, not mm -hmm. just wanting to give an offering. It's yeah. like, I want to bring in additional income for my family. I want to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then say, Lord, what is it? What's an idea you can give to me to implement? And then, like you said, the Holy Spirit's in us. How, how do I get started? How do I do this? And then you go mm -hmm. from there. Yeah. I think the, um, you were telling that story, like made me think like how, how God doesn't, God wouldn't have even just given her the opportunity to just make the seed that she wanted to sow. Like her obedience opened the door. And I'm sure that, you know, I'd love to know the back end of the story where that was probably a passion of hers to do things like that. Right. You know, God would not tell me to start a, a business of crafting children's hair bows. I do not like crafts. So, no, you know, I, and I think either. that. I made uh, a few for Maddie when she was a baby and then Brooklyn just got bought those. <laughs> You're all gung-ho yeah. in the first one. <laughs> but it's like God will give you something to, God will give you an idea and a vision that like fits you, mm -hmm. you know, that it's something you're you're passionate about. Like people think that if I, if they trust God and like let their walls down and say, I'll do anything, Lord, that he's going to ask you to do something that's something you hate. And yeah. there are going to be things that you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone so that you have to depend on him. You know, a lot of visions that, you know, you're, <laughs> you're given by the Lord, like they're, they often like contradict what you're personally think your abilities are. It's yeah. going to contradict your budget probably because God wants you to trust him and right. it's going to be a God thing. But I think that that's another thing too, that I think I'm like, man, I get to do stuff that I love. And I see, I work with people in that same realm of or doing creative things, things that they love. And so, um, I, I love stories like that where it's like, man, I just really like to do that kind of thing. And God will give you a vision for how to, how to use that. And God will, that, that thing that you're usually good at that thing, you know, in the same way that I could watch nerdy videos on systems for hours. And I love that stuff. Um, how to be more productive and how to be efficient. Like, I love that. That's, that's where God uses me. And that's where I get to use yeah, my gifts. Yeah. not so. necessarily my choice <laughs> of videos, <laughs> no. but, um, you know, not, uh, I don't know, this may have been a few months ago. Uh, I think it was Madeline. I don't think it was Brooklyn. It was one of the girls and we were driving in the car and, they just said, hey, mom, I have a question for you. And I was like, yeah. She's like, uh, did you see yourself in ministry, like what you're doing now? And I said, no. She was like, no. And I was like, to be honest with you, I went to school, started in business classes, but then I was switching to nursing school because I liked that whole like taking care of people, mm. acts of service, okay? Um, and, and, um, and I used to go into the counseling or not the counseling. What's the person that always tries to help you with figure out where you're going to go in life? Guidance counselor. Guidance counselor mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> in high school. And I would always say this, I'd say, I want to travel. I, I want to travel like whatever job I'm going to do when I get to college. Like I want it to to put me where I travel and I get to go places and, and travel and work. So here I am where I, I had it in my, in high school as a high schooler saying, I want to travel. And then I want to go to nursing school to take care of people. So I told Maddie, I was, I was showing her 
and Brooklyn in the car was like, but look how God switched, but it's still the same idea. So he's given me a grace for traveling in ministry, but I never, I counted myself out of ministry. I'd see the pastor's wife sing and play an instrument and do all this stuff, talk with the microphone, all these things that I was like, I don't sing, I don't play an instrument, I hate a microphone. Like I could never be yeah. a minister's wife. Mm -hmm. That's just, the categories were not there. And I yeah. was like, well, I'm not that person. And um, so I would count myself out. But that's a perfect example where, I love traveling and now I travel for a living. So I got to do what I said I love to do. And I'm not doing the nursing field because I don't think I realistically would not be cut out for it. <laughs> when I think about all the things, you know, the things you see on TV are the nice things. Right. You know what I mean? Like Especially somebody needs a <laughs> hand holding and like you're going to make it, you know, and there's not like crazy blood and everything else. I'd be a nurse, but not do anything medical, please. Yeah, all that <laughs> gross stuff. <laughs> God bless you nurses who are watching. <laughs> My hat is tipped to you. Um, you're called to do it. Clearly not. Uh, but then I, I told him, I said, look, but what does a nurse do? Takes care of people, mm -hmm. helps them out. And I said, I just switched role reversals. Like, yeah. But I was able to find that out by by not letting it be like I have to do this because a guidance counselor told me or you know this is the kind of job you need yeah. I was able to switch and be like oh look it really is what I'm still doing mm -hmm. I'm still taking care of people I'm praying for them I'm standing with them I'm helping them in these situations and I'm traveling so I told the girls I said I'm really doing what God placed inside of me but mm -hmm. I had to get big enough in my spirit to ask him what does that look like? What What is it that you're telling me I'm supposed to be doing? Because in my fleshly mind, which we know can only see so much, yeah. I was seeing myself as a nurse and I, maybe traveling nurse. I don't know. <laughs> I was traveling yeah. for my job and, and a nurse, but technically that's not what God mm -hmm. had for me. That wasn't his plan. Yeah. So we have to be able to have that mind of Christ to be like, hey, what is it in the business world, in the ministry world, you want me to start, do, go, say yes to, and just get started with it. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Just break it down into small pieces. Don't let it stay like a big thing. You know, if it's if it's something that God's asked you to do, like there's always, you know, the, the small steps that you can take um, that, that, and once I think too, like when you don't do anything, it's easier to stay overwhelmed, to kind of keep it on the shelf. Frustrated too. And so like once you just do like one thing at a time. Right. It like becomes less, okay, like I did one thing. Like I went and bought, like I figured out how to buy that website domain name. Like I, I did that. Well then, okay, now that I have that, now maybe I'm gonna look at what platform I wanna build my website on. Or, you know, maybe I'll think about a logo or kind of moving in that direction. And so once you take that first step, just like with anything the Lord asks you to do, you take that one step of faith and then, okay, well that wasn't so hard. Like now I can figure out the next step. And it, it becomes easier, not just, um, not just because of your obedience and the grace that it, the Lord will help you with that, but also just like mentally, like, okay, I did that. Actually, I was thinking that was going to be a lot harder than it was. It actually, I figured it out and you get proud of yourself, you know, right. as you go, you're, you're like, oh, I didn't, I built that website page by myself. Okay. Well now I can build the second one and, and, and it gets easier and it's going to be something that, that stuff. They got templates. Oh, that stuff is so, cause I've had somebody so recently easy. on one podcast I did maybe last year where I encouraged like step out and do what God's told you to do. And then they write me 
I, I, I want to start this business. I want to sell this. Who do you have to do a website? And I'm like, you know, I, I don't have anyone for you right now, but yeah. you can go on and there's templates. You get like the basic plan. Yes. You pop your pictures mm-hmm. in. Like so, start yes. somewhere. Yes. You don't have to have this huge, you know, 30 page website right. that does all these fancy things with moving graphics. So you can have one landing page. This is who I am. This right. is what I do. This is how yeah. to contact me. By how, how to, me, how to con- or, it's you know. really a contact page. Yes. How can somebody find yeah. your stuff? How can somebody find Simplify you it. about it? And then as you grow your ministry, uh, mm-hmm. not ministry, but ministry and business, but as either one grows, then you can implement more things, yes. hire somebody to make it a little more edgy, you know, yeah. add your tweaks then, mm-hmm. but just start somewhere. Just get started. Just get started. Yeah, it, it does it. it. It it builds your confidence the more things that you do towards it. And you don't have to learn everything at once before you get started. You know, you can start with a website and then, okay, well, now that I've learned this, I'm going to learn how to get, you know, how do people do that cool thing where they like get you know, your, their email and I can send them like a pretty email. You know what I mean? You can do one step at a time and figure out, okay, now I learned email marketing and opt-ins and now I learned this. And, um, there's a YouTube video for everything. So it's, it's, um, but I just, it, you know, I'm just, people get busy doing, they're just busy doing things that aren't focused towards anything. And people are busy, but they're not really, they're not really like, chasing after a vision and they're not going after that one thing, but it's so rewarding when you're like, I have, this is what the Lord's called me to do. And everything I do is filtered yes or no through that one thing. Um, and having a vision in it, it just, you know, you can, you can wake up and love what you do. You can wake up and, you know, love that, you know, I get to be home with my kids and I'm also, I get to work a couple of days a week, bringing in extra income from home. Like it doesn't, it, God will give you the best. God wants yep. you to have the best and he wants you to do what, you know, the stuff that's, that's one of been one of my favorite things in life is kind of getting to know the character of God in that way, where it's like, he knows what you like. He knows, yeah. he knows what you like. And he's not going to ask you to do something that is like detestable to you. Like you're, right. you know, even if it's something that feels out of your comfort zone, you're still going to feel that pull there. There's things that I know that like God's asked me to do. Um, there will even be new things that like, Ooh, it feels like, but that's really big. But like, it's not, it's not something that I'd be like, no way. I hate that idea. You feel to do it for a reason, you right. know? And so I, I think that's one of the things I've had to learn just about the character of God is that like, he, he's not going to ask you to do something that that you hate. It's going to be something that you're like, man, I never would have ever dreamed I could have a business doing the things sure, that I love, yeah. you know? So that's awesome. So with all of that said, I have a really new cool idea for you, Tiff. Okay. Oh. You ready? ready? It's a new project mm. and we're going to get started on it soon. You ready? That's my life. <laughs> 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 Pastor Carolyn and Pastor Ted saying, I have a new project. We're going to get started on it well, soon. Well, right? I can't tell you all on here, <laughs> but stay tuned. 